Life is full of questions. It's full of twists, turns, and complex issues to try to figure out. You need answers. Welcome to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. Hit it. You'll hear us discuss the pitfalls and common investing mistakes we see people make and encourage you to think about solutions to some of the problems and question marks you might face in your own financial life. So let's get to the show. Hey, everybody, welcome into another exciting edition of the Financial Answer Podcast. Once again, here with you, Nathan O'Brien and myself, Mark Killian, talking about the world of investing, finance, and retirement. We always appreciate you tuning into our podcast, and I say it every week, and I'll continue to say it if you have not subscribed. Please do when you're at the website, thefinancialanswer.com. Just click on the uh, iTunes or Google Play or any of those that work for you and listen to the show, uh, subscribe to the show. You can listen to it in your car while you're driving someplace or whatever the case is, and certainly get your tidbits of information from Nathan and I as we talk about investing, finance, and retirement. And buddy, welcome in. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Looking forward to the show today and looking forward to uh, getting some good advice out there for people. So we've got some really cool stuff we're going to talk about. Yeah. So and, uh, I'm, uh, you, I'm excited. About you said it. you were kind of suffering from the pollen. It's been at the time of this taping, it's been pretty rough. It has. Yeah. yeah, it has been around here. We've had a little bit of rain lately, but uh, and that's knocked it down some. But man, yeah, it's just, you know, you, you lay down at night and it's like, oh, I can't breathe. <laughs> well, I, I figured you must have walked into taping with it because your shirt has got a lot of yellow in it. So I figured, <laughs> I figured that you that's stood right. outside in the I pollen just, hurricane. I uh, just got my coat of many colors that's on right. today. That's so, right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> hey, listen, let me ask you something I saw on the news, but here on the program, I want to get your take yeah. on this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Goldman Sachs economist, I know that you already love that statement right there. I love it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the guys from Goldman Sachs are saying that a risk of recession over the next year, now they feel is down less than 10% chance of happening. Do these sort of implications uh. or predictions or anything, do they kind of hold any weight? <laughs> do you think there's anything to it? All right. So I'll answer this with a joke. Okay. okay? All right. So let me, let me ask you this. All right. All right. What happens when you put 10 economists in a room? I have no idea. <laughs> you get 11 opinions. Okay. <laughs> so that's the way this is. You know, it, you know, Goldman Sachs economists, because it says economists at Goldman Sachs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they are paid by Goldman Sachs to say some things, to say some things that will possibly help Goldman Sachs. Oh, and, okay. And that's one thing, you know, that's one thing that, you know, where, Goldman Sachs can turn around and say, look, our economists are saying things are going to do well. So we want you to, you know, invest in the market, buy these funds, buy these things. That's right. going to be more profitable for them than people, you know, moving out and going to cash. So that's that doesn't make sense for them, you know, to say something negative. But also, that doesn't mean that we won't have a recession this year. Okay. Well, and it's, they're it's saying the risk of one is next year really is less low. than 10 percent. Right. Or next year. Yeah, yeah. that's mm-hmm. right. So next year. So, I mean, yeah. Probably, I mean, I say statistically, that's probably about the same odds every year. So okay. Less than 10%. All right. All right. I was going to well, say, do you, do you agree with it? Do you, in I your don't. own opinion, do you think, I well, I'm not, not necessarily uh, yeah. them saying it, but in your own opinion, do you yeah. think that things are still moving in the right direction for a somewhat robust economy? You know, you can look at the economy in di- on different days and say yes or no. Yeah, okay. True. It just depends on what comes out that day. And I, I really have tried to stay out of that prediction game because I've gotten it wrong about every time that I've guessed in the past. <laughs> well, so it's like being a weatherman, right? You don't really is, necessarily yeah, need to just, be right. You don't. Yeah, you don't. And you don't know. And it's all about the long term. And that's what we get. You know, the thing is, people think if the economy is in a recession that the market's going to do bad. Right. That's bogus. Yeah. 
yeah, that's true. false. Yeah. You know, the market typically is doing really good when the economy falls into a recession. When it doesn't do good is right before when the market doesn't do good is right before a recession. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Right. The market is a forward indicator, so we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen six months down the road or two years down the road. The market will go down before a recession. It typically does anyway, and so we're going to see that happen at some point. Because that's just how the economy works. That's how the market right. works. But if you're trying to predict it, that's yeah. a loser's yeah. game. So, yeah, stay out of that. Well, for sure. as the time we're taping this, the market right now, the Dow anyway, is at 26,400 and some change. Yeah, so, it's, it's creeping back up to that previous high that we saw yeah, last what is year. The, is so. it still 20? Is it mid 26 that still holds the record? It's like 26, 26, 7 or something. Did it get that like high, that? really? It's, I didn't think it, it did, got that yeah, close to 27. Yeah, I can't remember the exact. It was right there at 27, oh, okay. basically. Yeah, so, I mean, I think once it hits 27, I think that will be the new high. Oh, for sure. Well, you'll, it'll point. be blasted so, all over over the airwaves um, too when it yeah, does. Yeah, so. of course. <laughs> and that, you know, it's going to happen. The way it's going, it's probably going to happen it in could. the next few weeks. It so. could. It possibly um, could. You know, I, well, I, I like know. I like we'll that see. comment though. You you know you said don't buy into the the, the bogusness of the you know a poor market means a poor re- economy or a poor recession. So that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Good thinking. No, I mean uh, people try to predict and they'll tell you yeah we're going to have you know a recession in the next six months. Well, if the market's not going down, that's a really really yeah. bad indication of you know that we're not going to have that. Well, so, I tell you what, uh, I have a solid prediction that you can bank on right now. All right, what's that? And, what's and that? that is that uh, <laughs> we'll be right back with the financial dictionary. Oh, sounds great. Well, here we go. Don't be afraid. There's no pop quiz. It's just time for the Financial Dictionary. All right, and that little sounder is my Financial Dictionary bumper there. And uh, now my little term for you here on the podcast this week. And this is where we do these little financial jargons and tidbits and whatnot and get Nathan to explain some of this stuff that we hear from time to time. This was one that maybe most people don't know. I found a good one for you to tell us this week, Mr. Rogers, if you would. <laughs> it's, uh, the word for the day, folks, is Russell 2000. Yeah, and that's, that's not a, a good movie. one. So it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, it is. It can be an action thriller, though. That's for oh, sure. Okay. So, right. Yeah. So Russell two thousand is a benchmark in the market. Ah, it's an gotcha. index in the market, and it just tells us what small cap stocks are doing. The two thousand smallest companies in the United States. So you know we see the Dow and the S and P every night when we turn on the news, mm-hmm. and the Nasdaq as well. Typically, those are going to be all large cap companies. The Dow and the S and P for sure are going to be all large cap companies. Companies. Okay. So the Russell 2000 is an indicator, a benchmark of what small cap companies are doing. And as you can tell, probably by the number, there's approximately 2000 stocks that fall into that category gotcha. in the United States. And a lot of times people think that, you know, well, let me ask you this, Mark, how many okay. stocks do we have on the U.S. market? Do you know? On the U.S. market? Yeah. On the I US couldn't market. even venture to guess a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not as much as people think. Really? You know, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, I know the bond market is twice the stock market. It is. I know that, but I don't know what the number is to set that. Uh, So in the U.S. market, there's a little under 4,000 stocks. Really? Okay, Okay. I was going to say five. Yeah, so, you know, that's something that a lot of people think, you know, that there's 20,000 or something like that in the U.S. market, and there's not. And so there have been a lot more stocks in the past than there are today. Okay. But that's about what we're looking at is a little under 4,000 stocks on the entire U.S. market. So the Russell 2000 is basically going to be the half of the smallest, you know, the bottom half of the smallest companies. That's oh, okay. Of the smallest so, ones. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So it's really good to have 
those stocks in your portfolio, they move very different from large caps. They okay. have a lot of volatility. So don't just put all your eggs in that basket. Right. But the return from the Russell 2000 is fantastic historically. Past historically, right. There's no guarantee of exactly. future results. That's right. That's right. Okay, well, yeah. there you go. Well, that's our term for this week, uh, the Russell 2000. And so it, certainly it might want to be something you look at as being part of your overall financial puzzle. Uh, but before you do, as Nathan just mentioned, always make sure you check with your advisor before you take any action. And of course, if you need some help, you know that you can reach out to Nathan for that as well. 855-51-COACH if you're listening to the podcast and you say, hey, you know what? I do want to talk about that. Give him a call, 855-51-COACH or share the podcast at thefinancialanswer.com with friends and family and subscribe to it and all that good stuff so you can get your dose of Nathan and I in his lovely colored shirt. And that way we can have uh, we can continue to do this podcast for you. So we'll be right back here in just a second with an email question from you. You've got mail. All right. I love those little sound bits. They just kind of make the show. I know there's no reason to go to commercial break like we used to do the radio show or anything, but it's just kind of fun to have those little bumps in there. So they're just kind of nice yeah. little it's, it's sound It's cool. Effects. It sounds good. I yeah, like it. Yeah. changes it up yeah. a little bit. It does. Yeah. Uh, so now we got the email question for you this week, and we got one that was sent into the website, thefinancialanswer.com, and it's yeah. from Roger. And Roger says, hey, Nathan, I have an after-tax account with some investments that pay really nice quarterly dividends, but those dividends do create a substantial tax bill each year. Should I invest in a different type of account or something else? Yeah, Roger, this is a question that a lot of people have, and, and a lot of people end up in retirement. They try to invest in dividend-type accounts, and, and okay. this ends up being the issue, and right. this is what I always recommend for people. It doesn't really matter where your return comes from. Okay, you get returns from almost every stock. You get returns from dividends and capital appreciation of the stock. Okay, okay. some pay higher dividends than others. Some pay lower dividends than others. But the key is here. Let's say a stock, if it averages ten percent in gains, okay, and they're paying a five percent dividend. Well, how much gain are they going to have in the value of the stock? It's going to go up by about five percent because the dividends five, their total growth is ten. That's what you're seeing. It's gotcha. all coming from the profit. So, if they're paying a higher dividend, then all that means is that they are paying a portion of that out instead of increasing the value of the stock. Okay. Gotcha. So Roger, what I would say when you're focusing on dividend paying stocks and you don't really have control on the income that you receive from that, that's tough. And it ends up hurting you in this situation like you're talking about here, you end up paying a bigger tax bill. So what I like to advise people, don't focus on the high dividend paying stocks, just focus on the ones that are paying or that just have growth, which is through their appreciation in the stock price. So that's where this can be an issue. You just make sure that you're not focusing on high dividend paying stocks. You still will have the growth over time that you're looking for and take that growth out for income as needed. Right. Now, we, we don't know if Roger's retired because he didn't say. So we're just kind of assuming that he probably is. So is that something that a lot of retirees kind of struggle with is the it tax is. bill off of those types of investments? Well, it's, you know, they look at it to generate income. All retirees yeah. are trying to generate sure. income yeah. for yeah. the most part. So, you know, they focus on dividend paying stocks a lot of times and that ends up you know actually making them be less diversified because there aren't a lot of stocks that pay good dividends gotcha. so they're less diversified they have a lot of fluctuation in the principal value of their portfolio and then you know 
companies aren't guaranteed to continue paying those dividends. It's right. not something that they promise to do. So it can go away very quickly and you end up having a lot of volatility and you can lose value in those stocks pretty quick. Well, there you go. So thanks, Roger, for the email question. We certainly appreciate it. Again, as I just mentioned earlier in the show, make sure that you always check with a qualified professional before you take action. Reach out to Nathan if you got some questions you want to talk more about the uh, these accounts and things of that nature and how maybe you might want to change things. Uh, have that conversation with somebody first. Nathan's here to help if you need 855-51-COACH. 855-51-COACH. And don't forget, if you go to thefinancialanswer.com, now Nathan is actually going off to a class later today. He's going to be teaching a class at the time of this podcast. He's got a class this evening he's teaching. When you're on the website, you know, you can click on past episodes. You can click about Nathan. You can even click meet Nate and get a chance to maybe come in and have a conversation if you want to. And of course, you can always reach out to him and you may find that attending one of these classes is something that might be beneficial as well. So always go to the Financial Answer podcast. Uh, It's at thefinancialanswer.com. That's where you'll find it. And uh, that's where we live. And Nathan, thanks for your time, buddy. That was great. Thank I, you very much. I appreciate you as always. Go have yourself a good day and uh, and have a good class tonight. We'll talk next time. All right. Sounds good. We'll do that. Thanks. All right, folks. Thanks for reaching out and sticking with us here on The Financial Answer. We always appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time here on the podcast with Nathan O'Brien, Registered Investment Advisor at O'Brien & Associates. Bye-bye. O'Brien & Associates is a registered advisory firm in Tennessee. This show is intended for information and educational purposes only. Consult with a qualified advisor before taking any action.